0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burghardt, and I'm your host. Excellent. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. So the title of our episode today is, So You Want to Be a Leader. (laughs) Okay. Uh, If you want to be a leader, a teacher, a guide, a mentor, um, whether you're in a, a what I call natural leadership position, such as Uh, you know, you're a parent, (laughs) you have influence over children, um, or maybe you're in a a position that you uh, sought after or that somebody identified that you have some good talents and they're like, hey, we're going to put you in this position at work, right? So whether you have an official position or title or not doesn't matter. We are all influencers, which makes us leaders. However, there are many people and it seems like since COVID, there are millions of people out there who want to be um, an influencer in some way, whether that is a a social media influencer or a brand ambassador um, or famous for being famous, right? Um, Or, you know, you do have people out there who have a wealth of knowledge and experience in an area, and so they're trying to help other people. Maybe they're in a a position of mentorship and they're like, hey, you want to learn how to do X, Y, and Z? I want to help you. You also have a lot of people who have some natural talents and abilities to influence and guide others so i can help you solve problems i can help you think through you know what are the issues that you're dealing with so me personally i love to do that i love to help people solve their problems in a very simple easy way uh, that takes away all of your anxiety okay because you don't have to have anxiety while you're solving problems okay So there's a lot of people out there and some people have just recognized, you know, since COVID that if I go out and I do something like this, if I, if I say I'm a mentor, if I say I'm successful at X, Y, and Z, people will pay me money right now. What I want to share with you today is, so you want to be a leader. I'm going to share with you the simple way of how you become a leader. Okay. So take notes. And my partner in this teaching today is one of my favorite old dead guys, uh, which if you're new to this this podcast, uh, I have a lot of uh, book mentors that have been dead a very long time um, that have been significantly influential for me uh, in their writings. And Thomas Merton is one of them, M-E-R-T-O-N. Anything by Thomas is pretty much good, okay? Okay. Um, I I love the way that he talks about contemplation, um, but um, I might not get into his poems, but that's okay. You like, take what you can, leave the rest, right? However, um, Thomas and I are pretty much in alignment with this idea. So, you know, one of the things that he said was um, this idea of, so he, he was really um, a thought leader or a guide when it comes to writing, which is very odd because for him as a person, uh, he was a writer and then he had a conversion experience and he became a Trappist monk, which if you know anything about the Trappist monasteries, um, writing and being a person of solitude was not a thing um, that, that basically the community is set up so that you are, you know, doing prayer and, and worship and, and working and most of the time in silence. Um, and so for him to be a writer was unheard of. Um, and eventually he got a, what he called a little hermitage, it was really just a shack. Um, but he got to do some, uh, solitude, uh, where other people were still within like dormitories and things like that. So for him, you know, he had this, um, he thought when he was going into the to the monastery that he would just completely give up his writing. Uh, But yet he had some some leaders that encouraged him and said, actually, you know, God made you this way, we want you to do this. Uh, And of course, you know, they gave him lots of assignments that he could do for them, right. Um, And he kind of twisted the tables a little bit in his later writings, uh, which I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, so he was talking about the idea of being a writer. And he says, you know, it may sound simple, but it's not an easy vocation. And so I want to share a few of the thoughts that that he had. So he said, you know, it it is very simple. Here's what you have to do. If you want to be him, basically, he said, you have to be a good monk. So that alone is hard to do, right? Um, And you have to write about it. Well, the, the second thing is you have to remain yourself. So to be a good monk and remain yourself. Oh, wow. That's huge. Right. And then you have to write about it. Okay. So those are the three things. Very simple. Right. However, when you write about it, you have to write it with simplicity, integrity, um, no secrets whatsoever, um, with an extreme amount of clarity, which you might think that you're writing and, and speaking clear. You're probably not, especially if you're new to the game. Um, I'm, I'm always thinking about that for myself. So with clarity, you have to ditch any sort of illusions or attachments. So you have to always be knowing, uh, you know, your, your ego, Um, what are your conditions your patterns your habits that you've collected in life and not include those in your writing? You have to make sure that you have no exaggeration, no repetition. Um, you have to be Frank, so simple without being boring. And for, he said, you have to have a Holy spirit honesty. Okay. So yeah, to do what Thomas Merton did, you have to do all those things. So it is very simple, but it's not easy. And so as I was thinking about that the other day, I was like, okay, this definitely applies to being a leader, being an influencer, being in a position, um, or especially if it's a self-selected position, right? If you're a speaker, trainer, author, coach, uh, mentor, guide, um, and you were in a position, much like, you know, the business that I do, um, you know, how can you make sure that you're good at what you do? like really good and you're on the right path because your character and your integrity follows you wherever you go. Okay. So I took his list of things that you need to do. So be a good monk, remain yourself, write about it, right? Those are the three top things. And I was like, okay, be a good coach, guide, mentor, whatever that is. Okay. So I have been responsible for teaching hundreds of people how to be better coaches. And this flows from direct experience. It flows through tons of education um, and and higher education, also including research on coaching uh, for my PhD. So I've taught hundreds of people at this point how to be a better coach. Let me tell you this. It's a very simple process and not easy. So that one alone is very difficult. So becoming a good coach, trainer, mentor is very difficult. You don't just step into that and all of a sudden you are. You got to practice your trade and then you have to remain yourself. This is a really big one, especially if you are into trainings and certifications and practicing your trade, but going elsewhere for um, some of that education. right? And I see this with people all the time. They'll go to a conference or they'll go hear a speaker or they'll take a class with somebody and they're like, this is how I have to do it. Um, This is how I build my business. This is how I'm going to do this training. And I look at them and I know them. I know their personality. I know their strengths. I know their weaknesses. And I'm like, that's not going to work for you. I I have several people that are, um, you know, various different kind of neurodivergent in in their thinking. And whenever they try to build their business or they try to do something that's going to influence another person, and it goes against who they are as a person, it will never work. So it's not only about being good at your craft, it's also knowing how you work. So there are some people that will never be a coach. I love when people take our coaching academy and they, that is the conclusion that they have. They're like, uh, this isn't working for me. Excellent, you're gonna make a great mentor. You need to know that and you need to share that with people, <laughs> okay? There are some people who will never be a good speaker from the stage fine, don't do it, right? There are some people who know, hey, I can guide and um, uh, lead people if it's one-on-one. Excellent, go do that thing, right? But you've got to not only be good at your craft, you have to know what works for you. And then, uh, you know, Thomas said, write about it. Well, you know, what is going to be your form? Are you going to speak? Are you going to teach? Are you going to train? You know, I get asked a lot um, about podcasts because, you know, I kind of know a thing or two about them, um, but somebody usually asked me, you know, how did you choose to do the podcast the way that you do it? And I said, because it works for me. And so people who like this type of podcast will be attracted to this type of podcast. I'm not out there serving everybody. I'm doing what works for me, bringing my heart, my integrity to it every day, and hopefully it can help you. Uh, I do not do a video podcast because, quite frankly, as I'm recording this, uh, with all honesty, my hair's not done. Uh, I woke up not too long ago. Um, I'm sure I have coffee stains in my teeth and I'm still in my pajamas. So there you go. (laughs) That is the magic happening behind the scenes here, folks. Um, And so I don't want to have to feel like I've got to get myself all together to come to you. I want to feel like you and I are friends and we're having coffee together. And it doesn't matter what I look like or what you look like. We can just... Share heart to heart. Okay. Now, when you're practicing your craft, you're getting really good at it. You're doing it the way that works for you. You're speaking, training, teaching, guiding, whatever it is for you, right? You have to be simple. You have to be honest. You have to be vulnerable, very clear. Um, you have to get to the heart of the matter. So being uh, an expert at finding root causes of situations is really important. Um, You have to keep things new. You can't do the same material all the time. You've got to give people a sense of um, stability, right? So how do you give them a sense of stability without being boring? And you have to be in flow. So you have to recognize that. So for example, with this, this episode today, clearly I have notes. I hope you can see that I have notes, right? Even just sharing this example of flow, I haven't written this out. I don't have a script. I am literally in the flow talking about being in the flow. Okay. And the reason why I can do that is because I have lived this. Okay, so yes, I have a plan. Yes, I have things I want to share with you today. And I'm in the flow letting, you know, my higher self kind of give me some guidance as we go through. So if you are trying to be that leader and um, be the person that's really helping other people, I want you to ask yourself, first of all, um, what is it exactly that you want to do? And do not think about it in terms of this idea will make me money. If I do it this way, people will follow me. No, I want you to ditch that idea right off. What format do you want to lead people in? And how are you going to remain yourself as you do it? I.e., do it in the best way possible that works for you and not get caught up in the way that other people do it. And how can you do it in such a way that it is simple? Okay. we don't need to make things complicated. How can you be simple in your service? How can you make sure that you are a person of integrity, that you're sharing honestly and vulnerably, but not too much? Right. So I definitely share a lot about what's going on in my life, but I really want to share from a perspective of, hey, this is what's going on. This is what it it can mean for you. Take it or leave it. Okay. Uh, if I feel like um, the example is vulnerable, but it's not adding value to people, then I never share it. Okay. I have no qualms sharing anything about my life. I'm pretty much an open book at this point. Um, but if I don't think it's going to be valuable for somebody else, then I'm not going to share it. Okay. And how quickly can you get to the heart of the matter? So for example, when I'm with somebody and we're in a coaching conversation, you know, there's a a section of our coaching model that we use, we call it reality. And it's the longest part of the coaching section, whether you are, uh, you know, doing it for three minutes or 30 minutes or three hours, it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot of reality. It's, it's a lot of emotions. Um, and so I am not only listening to all of that, but I'm really trying to figure out what is the heart of the matter. And usually it goes to a value, a need, um, a fear, a belief. Okay. That's what makes me a really good coach. So as soon as I find that, then I start asking questions around that, knowing more about that piece of the reality. So that when we get to the goal section and moving forward, guess what? We are working with the root cause. I used to get all caught up in everybody's words and emotions. And, you know, I, I, it was like, I jumped on the, the, the winding train, um, and, and lost track of, uh, where we were going in our coaching sessions. I don't do that anymore. I'm looking for the root cause. When I do a speaking engagement, I want to know, I ask a ton of questions. So this is a great thing because some of you, um, I know by experience, either you or possibly somebody that you work with will communicate with me at some point. Um, usually if you're a podcast listener, it's somewhere between 12 to 18 months after you start listening, there's an opportunity where you're like, Hmm, I wonder if Michelle could come and do some work for us. I wonder if she could do a keynote speech or something like that. Um, I ask a ton of questions a ton because I want to know as much as I possibly can about the people, I want to know about what are your needs, what are your strengths, what are your opportunities, what are your particular challenges, what's going to help the most. And guess what I do? I design every single opportunity directly for that. So you can't go on my website and kind of find out what keynotes I give. And, you know, if somebody asks the question, Hey, if you had the opportunity to talk to 300 people, what would you talk about? I'm like, "Mm, I've got some questions. (laughs) I don't know what I would talk about because I don't know those people. So until I know them a little bit, Right. I don't know what I'm going to talk about because I don't have can talks because I'm a good speaker, a good teacher, a good guide, And it's all about, you know, how, how do I do it the best way I can, but also how can I do it the best way I can and in the simplest way possible that's going to get to the heart of the matter for you. So you see, being a leader, being an influencer is very simple. That's not easy. Okay, it's not easy. And then when you add in there this aspect of once you become kind of a a public figure, and I'm not saying I'm a public figure, but I am saying that, you know, there's a lot of people that know me. Okay. there's and I share a lot of who I am and many of you know that when I go kind of on the road and I'm like, hey, you know, if you meet me, remember, I don't know you. You know everything about me. And so if we have not been introduced before, please introduce yourself and then give me a hug or ask about my kids. Otherwise, it seems a little stalkerish. Okay, but, um, you know, I love that because we're, we're I consider that we are in a relationship. OK, and one of the things that, that Thomas was talking about is. He his term is he said, I want to be in a holy transparency. And really what he was talking about, that was he wanted to be so connected to his higher power and so so in the flow that it didn't matter what he was sharing. As long as it was, you know, if, if he was getting guidance and it was for someone else, he wanted to be in that kind of zone right? I'm like, yes, that's how I want to do it. So he said a holy transparency, but he also said losing myself entirely by becoming public property. Simplicity for all. So he was talking about how your, your leadership position, it's not you know, if I jump on and do this zoom, it's not, if I do this podcast, it's not, if I leave this meeting at work, you, you are, you are a, a leader and an influencer all the time and you are for all people. So if you are a, a great leader, speaker, teacher, trainer, um, in one place, guess what? You're still gonna, that's a part of you. So we want to be doing that for all. Now, I'm not saying you're going and taking over everybody's everything. Okay. I'm, I'm saying, um, For example, not too long ago, I went to a conference and somebody was doing um, a session on relationship-based coaching, which of course I'm like, yes, I want to go. I want to see what they're saying. Now, um, very new to the game presenters, um, and they did not know how to give a great presentation. And I don't know that they were given some guidance and mentorship beforehand. And so as I was in this session, it became very clear this was a total bomb. And so I was like, how can I help? how can i serve so instead of getting up and giving a presentation on relationship-based coaching which i could do very easily i asked a lot of questions and they were not questions that i needed to know because i'm like no i got that but i read the room who's here what questions do they have and how can i give those questions to the presenters so that the answers come from them that's what I'm talking about. We're not taking over somebody's presentation, we're helping and guide them to kind of step into their power more so they can give good information to other people. That is being uh, uh, becoming public property, simplicity for all. And, and here's the paradox. Okay. Cause you know, I'm not hundred percent for everybody all the time. I, I am an, a true introvert. I gain my energy from being by myself. I am a contemplative. I would prefer to spend two to four hours of study every single day, especially if it's with Thomas, my favorite guy here. Um, and I, I love to serve other people. Um, but this is another thing that he said, which I, I love this. Uh, shoot, maybe I lost it. Oh, yes. So he was talking about the becoming public property, simplicity for all. And listen to this. Nothing vital about myself can ever be public property. So the depth, the substance, the essence of who I am, you don't get and and the reason being because that has no words attached to it. I can't explain that. Right? I I can't I can't put words around that. I can try to flesh it out, but the essence of who I am is never public property. So when I'm spending, you know, 2 to 4 hours of study every single day for, you know, years, literally 20 plus years, you don't get that essence of me but that's what you get you get the boiled down all right i'm taking all of that i'm going out and i'm living my life i'm getting to the root cause for myself oh here's a new awareness and that's what i get to share with you And so if you truly want to be a leader and an influencer, you not only have to be good at your craft, you not only have to know how it works for you, but you have to realize that you're trying to take yourself, your essence, and boiling it down in such a way that it helps someone else. So you see, it is pretty simple. It's just not easy. And so you know it's it's interesting because as i'm going through and 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 getting connected with all of these people who are relatively new in the influential field um you know they're just they're just baby influencers they they don't they might have a lot of people following them but here's the thing if you don't have the depth the substance the essence the the character and integrity and that comes from daily working it out for yourself at some point those people are going to go and follow someone else okay So I don't know. I don't know if this is good news to you. Uh, I I just, as I was reading this the other day, I was like, oh yes, this is a good podcast um, because it's so true. Um, If you want to develop yourself as a person, especially as a leader, there's one John Maxwell book I would highly recommend. And that one is, oh, here it is. I got it on my shelf. That one is the 21 indispensable qualities of a leader. It's a very easy read. It's very tiny. It's tiny enough. It can fit in my purse. Um, each chapter is like two or three pages, but you know, it's, it's something that you can, uh, use as kind of like a self-coaching guide, um, to becoming a person of character. I like it because, um, one thing that I do is, um, it's, it'll be three weeks if you do one chapter every day. And so you can get through many different rounds. If you just Focus on one chapter every day and go through three weeks of it and then start again. Go through three weeks of it, start again, right? Um, there's a lot that you can do on in your internal daily work by reading that. And then there's questions in there for reflection, okay? All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I never take it lightly when you decide to plug into my work. So thank you so much. Um, And if there's an influencer out there in your life who you feel like could use this message today, would you do me a favor and just share the link for this episode? Awesome. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.